Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in to this 13th episode. Lucky 13. Trust me, you're going to love this episode. The 13th episode of the Open Canuck Theist. I have to tell you, I am very proud to announce that this is the first podcast I have done that I have done free of any Windows or Apple software. Everything I'm using is open source. I am using Ubuntu operating system and Audacity to bring this information to you. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode is going to be called the Get Out of COVID Jail Free Card for Albertans. Because <laughs> right now, this is the only province in the country that has the laws that I'm going to discuss and, I, and I'm going to show you that allows you to refuse this horrendous abuse of this medical tyranny 100%. And there's nothing the police can do. So we've all seen the Monopoly get out of jail free card, but I have a special one just for this podcast. This is your get out of COVID jail free. Hope you like it. Now, as we've seen, every lockdown has been followed by less and less rights. You know, oh, we're locked down. Oh, now we'll release the lockdown, but now you, you have to do this and you can't do this and you can't do this. Oh, we're going to lock you down again. Uh, now we're letting you go, but now you can't do what you were doing before. We're trying to stop the spread. Yeah, we're on a year anniversary of stopping the spread, 15 days. Okay, so basically there's something in the Quarantine Act, right, which is an official government law, but 14.1. If you've been watching Rebel News or paying attention to Chris Sky, he says 14.1. Anything that breaches your body is an offense and against the charter and against the rights of a Canadian. 14.1 says of the of the quarantine act any qualified person authorized by the minister may to determine whether a traveler has a communicable disease or symptoms of one use any screening technology authorized by the minister that does not involve the entry into the traveler's body of any instrument or other foreign body that is your get out of jail free card you could say no i do not consent to you shoving that thing into my brain there's non-invasive tests such as the one with a 98 percent false positive that where you spit into a cup but you can refuse the COVID test if it's that stupid thing that goes into your blood-brain barrier. You can say no to a vaccine because the needle has to pierce your skin. This is your right as a Canadian. And no health minister uh, order can break this. This is beyond reproach, and I will explain why. So this weekend, uh, I believe it was Saturday the 27th of March, 2021, there was a Unify the People Alberta rally uh, by the Kinsman Center. They were actually uh, meeting because they wanted to meet uh, the pastor who was released from prison, but he never showed up. But a lawyer from Ottawa, her name is Jane Scharf. Now, this woman is legit. By the way, she's also running for mayor of Ottawa. She came out with some amazing information for all Albertans. And this is not only going to be good for Albertans, but once this information is used to free Alberta from the tyranny going on, the rest of Canada can follow our example. So anyway, Jane Scharf came out and she was talking about the Alberta Bill of Rights. How many people have heard of that? Like, we know we have rights, right? But most people think our rights stem from the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Unfortunately, there's something about the Charter of Rights and Freedoms that people don't know. They cannot use the Charter of Rights and Freedoms to say, I have rights under the Charter so I don't have to abide by a mandate. Wrong. There is something called the Notwithstanding Clause in the Charter. I believe it's number 33. And it basically what it states is this. 
Section 33 of the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms is known as the Notwithstanding Clause, also known as the Override Clause. It is part of the Constitution of Canada. The clause allows federal, provincial, or territorial governments to temporarily override or bypass certain charter rights. These overrides are subject to renewal after five years. Although the clause is available to governments, its use is politically difficult and therefore rare. It is known colloquially as the nuclear option because its use is considered extremely severe. Since the Constitution was patriated in 1982, the clause has been used only a handful of times by various provinces. The federal government has never invoked the clause until 2020. Section 33 of the Charter. In Canada's constitutional system of government, the judicial branch interprets whether the government's actions are within the rules and norms of the Constitution. If a court finds that a government has broken a constitutional rule or norm, it can force the government to change its actions. However, Section 33 of the Charter allows the government to bypass a court's ruling. It declares, Parliament of the Legislature of a province may expressly declare in an act of Parliament or of the legislature, as the case may be, that the act or a provision thereof shall operate notwithstanding a provision included in Section 2 or Sections 7 to 15 of this Charter. In other words, elected governments, federal, provincial, or territorial, can implement a law or action notwithstanding, meaning in spite of, a Charter right. In the late 1970s and early 1980s, the government of Pierre Trudeau began the process of patriating Canada's constitution, taking it out of the hands of the British Parliament. In the process, the government also decided to include a new Charter of Rights and Freedoms within the Constitution. Several provincial leaders were concerned that the Charter would give courts and judges too much power to interpret its meaning. They feared this would restrict the right of provincial governments to make laws as they saw fit. In the end, a majority of provinces agreed to support the Charter on one condition that it contains a clause allowing Parliament or any provincial legislature to exempt laws from certain sections of the Charter on fundamental rights, equality rights, and legal rights. The laws can be exempted for a period of five years. At that point, they are subject to renewal. The clause was included at the last minute. During constitutional negotiations, it was a result of what became known as the Kitchen Accord. When it appeared... Negotiations would end in deadlock. Federal Justice Minister Jean Chrétien met with his Ontario and Saskatchewan counterparts Roy McMurdy and Roy Romanel in a kitchen in the Government Conference Centre in Ottawa. Among the ideas they agreed to were the inclusion of a notwithstanding clause and an amending formula for the Constitution. The new proposal was accepted by all provisions except Quebec, of course. Premier René Levesque was incensed that the deal was negotiated in his absence. The event became known in Quebec as the Night of the Long Knives. <laughs> right. So basically what that says is the notwithstanding clause was there to stop the government or anyone from getting tyrannical and taking away the rights of the provinces. Now, the federal government has never enacted the notwithstanding clause until 2020, the COVID hoax, when they basically said that the whole country has to lock down and this is how life is now. So back in 1980, you know, uh, a time in this country when our leaders actually cared about their citizens and did the right thing rather than sell out the globalist interests to, you know, pad their own pockets and set up their family for, you know, perfect lives, you know, throwing the rest of us into slavery as long as them and their family are taken care of. In the, in the age back when, you know, morals, you know, society had a moral backbone, uh, there was something called the Alberta Bill of Rights. It was started in, like I said, 1980. The preamble goes like this. Whereas 
the free and democratic society existing in Alberta is founded on principles that acknowledge the supremacy of God and on principles fostered by tradition that honor and respect human rights and fundamental freedoms and the dignity and worth of the human person. That's important. The human person, uh, that's the, the part of the Canadian Charter Rights of Freedoms and the Canadian Bill of Rights that allows you to say no to something invasive entering your body. It allows you to say no to something that could harm you, such as your right to refuse dangerous work. That is right there, and that's what protects us. That's how we can say no to invasive tests like the COVID test. Whereas the Parliament of Canada, being desirous of enshrining certain principles and the human rights and fundamental freedoms derived from them, enacted the Canadian Bill of Rights in order to ensure the protection of those rights and freedoms in Canada in matters coming within its legislative authority. And, so I will say this, the end is before the next chapter. The Canadian Charter, or sorry, the Canadian Bill of Rights was actually created in the 1960s. So it, it, it far predates both the Alberta Bill of Rights and the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Whereas the legislature of Alberta affirming those principles and recognizing the need to ensure the protection of those rights and freedoms in Alberta in matters coming within its legislative authority desires to enact an Alberta Bill of Rights. So what that says is this Bill of Rights in Alberta is made to make sure the government doesn't get too big for its britches. It makes sure that it stops the government from becoming tyrannical. Justin Trudeau wants you to not know this exists. He's bringing communism in like a freight train, and this is how we stop it. Therefore, Her Majesty, by and with the advice and consent of the Legislative Assembly of Alberta, enacts as follows, which means the Queen put her stamp on this, ladies and gentlemen. Recognition and Declaration of Rights and Freedoms. Here we go. Number one, it is hereby recognized and declared that in Alberta there exists without discrimination by reason of race, national origin, color, religion, sexual orientation, sex, gender identity, or gender expression, the following human rights and fundamental freedoms, namely, A, the right of the individual to liberty, security of the person and enjoyment of property, and the right not to be deprived thereof except by due process of law, such as if you were a drug dealer and everything you got was got due to illegal gain, you know, the, the government can take your car, your house, etc., etc., etc. B, the right of the individual to equality before the law and the protection of the law. It means everyone's equal in the eyes of the law. C, freedom of religion. That means no, nothing can come and take that away from us. Number D, or sorry, D, freedom of speech. E, freedom of assembly and association. That means we're allowed to meet. We don't have to limit ourselves to groups of 10. We don't have to limit ourselves to groups of 15. You can be in groups of a thousand if you wanted. And there's nothing the RCP can do. There's nothing the health people can do. This is our right as Canadians. And this supersedes any health mandate from the health minister. Freedom of the press, F. G, the right of parents to make informed decisions respecting the education of their children. Wow, so you mean we don't have to have our kids indoctrinated in socialist indoctrination centers? No, we don't. We don't have to send them to public school. We can homeschool. But that's another podcast. Construction of law. Number two. Every law of Alberta shall, unless it is expressly declared by an act of the legislature, 
that it operates notwithstanding the Alberta Bill of Rights, which means the legislature actually has a say that the health mandate is over and above the Bill of Rights, which they haven't done. So that says that any order of the health minister is below the Alberta Bill of Rights, which means the Alberta Bill of Rights trumps a health minister's order. Be so construed and applied as not to abrogate, abridge, or infringe, or to authorize the abrogation, abridgment, or infringement of any of the rights or freedoms herein recognized and declared. Anything not created, folks, by the legislature cannot impinge or remove our rights. Number three, saving. One, three, one. Nothing in this act shall be construed to abrogate or abridge any human right or fundamental freedom not enumerated herein that may have existed in Alberta at the commencement of this act. Think about that. We can literally go back to 1980 Alberta. All these things that were imposed on us by school boards, health boards, like whoever, anyone in a position of authority that, you know, started to get a little high and mighty and decided to just pass an overreaching act or something, we can actually throw that in the trash. We can go back to how free 1980 Alberta was. How amazing could that be, folks? Two, in this act, law of Alberta means an act of the legislature of Alberta enacted before or after the commencement of this act. Any order, rule, or regulation made thereunder, and any law enforced in Alberta at the commencement of this act that is subject to be repealed, abolished, or altered by the legislature of Alberta. Number three, the provisions of this act shall be construed and as, as extending only to matters coming within the legislative authority of the legislature of Alberta. Do you understand what that means? Notice to the Minister of Justice and Solicitor General for one, if in any action or other proceeding a question arises as to whether any law of Alberta abrogates, abridges, or infringes, or authorizes the abrogation, abridgment, or infringement of any of the rights and freedoms herein recognized and declared, no adjudication on that question is valid unless notice has been given to the Minister of Justice and Solicitor General. And then uh, for two. When the Minister of Justice and Solicitor General has noticed under subsection 1, the Minister may, in person or by counsel, appear and participate in that action or proceeding on such terms and conditions as the court, person, or body conducting the proceeding may consider just. That's a lot of legalese. But basically, folks, a podiatrist named Henshaw took it upon herself to declare herself, or somehow she got promoted to the top doctor in Alberta. Not sure how that happens a podiatrist. Anyway, she decided to pass an overreaching arc of a mandate. Okay. Does that, uh, is she trying to take away our rights and freedoms? Absolutely. The city of Edmonton town council decided to pass a mask bylaw. Okay. Does that, uh, infringe on our rights, our right of the person? Absolutely. That means we don't have to follow these. It's very, very simple. People just need to find their cojones and be willing to stand up and be willing to say no. Now I know legalese can get pretty dry and a lot of people just, I don't know, people are complacent. You know, they, they don't want to do this research. They don't want to think for themselves. They, they want the news to tell them what to do. They want 
the media to tell them what to do. They want Henshaw to tell them what to do. They're waiting for Jason Kenney to speak so they know what to do. You know, and yet there's other people who know their rights, who know this is wrong, and when you know something's wrong, you have to fight. You have to say no. You have to stand up. Because if you don't stand up, you will lose all your rights. And that's exactly what this is. They're trying to make us into a slave caste. <laughs> Literally. They're trying to take away all of our rights. The Canadian Bill of Rights. You can go to the Justice Law website or just Google Canadian Bill of Rights. The Parliament of... It was actually assented to in 1960-08-10. So that means, what, uh, August 10th, 1960. Or is that October 8th, 1960? I'm not sure. The Parliament of Canada, affirming that the Canadian nation is founded upon principles that acknowledge the supremacy of God, the dignity and worth of the human person, and the position of the family in a society of free men and free institutions. I want to say the other thing. The position of the family. How minor is family in society today? Right? But back in the day when society had morality, I mean, everything wasn't perfect, but we had more rights. We had more freedom. We could go to a lake. We could go fishing. We didn't need a license. We can go hunting. You know, we could go wherever we wanted. Now, like, they're talking about COVID passports. You know, if you even go to another province, you got to quarantine. I mean, this is garbage. Affirming also that men and institutions remain free only when freedom is founded upon respect for moral and spiritual values and the rule of law. Society has lost its spiritual and moral foundation, folks. That's why we're in this mess. And being desirous of enshrining these principles and the human rights and fundamental freedoms derived from them in a Bill of Rights which shall reflect the respect of Parliament for its constitutional authority and which shall ensure the protection of these rights and freedoms in Canada. Therefore, Her Majesty, by and with the advice and consent of the Senate and House of Commons of Canada, enacts as follows. The Canadian Bill of Rights, an act for the recognition and protection of human rights and fundamental freedoms. Folks, this may be a little dry, but this is super important. Everything in Canada, all of your rights are right here. And anything that comes after this, right, that tries to uh, override these has no basis in legality. Literally, you can say no. Cops can get in your face. They can try to bully you. Say no. They say we're going to arrest you. Fine. Take me away. They'll have to release you. And then you get to sue them for unlawful incarceration. They'll have you for a day. They had coats for a, a month. But when you get out, you get to sue them. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Same with your employer. Anything that is, if they're trying to force a, a COVID test on you, you can say no, because according to the Canadian Bill of Rights, you can say no. And if they say they're going to fire you, unlawful termination, ladies and gentlemen. Cha-ching, cha-ching. See you in court. Part 1. Bill of Rights. Recognition and Declaration of Rights and Freedoms. It is hereby recognized and declared that in Canada there have existed and shall continue to exist without discrimination by reason of race, national origin, color, religion, or sex, the following human rights and fundamental freedoms. And by back then in the 60s, it meant male or female, not the 72 or 152 genders there are now. <laughs> 1A. The right of the individuals to life, liberty, security of the person, and enjoyment of property, and the right not to be deprived thereof except by due process of the law. As I've already explained, if you gained everything you have through illegal means. 
B, the right of the individual to equality before the law and the protection of the law. This is a fundamental right. These are fundamental rights of every Canadian. C, freedom of religion. D, freedom of speech. E, freedom of assembly and association. And F, freedom of the press. Construction of law. Every law of Canada shall, unless it is expressly declared by an act of the Parliament of Canada, that it shall operate notwithstanding the Canadian Bill of Rights, be so construed and applied as not to abrogate, abridge, or infringe, or to authorize the abrogation, abridgment, or infringement. This is really fun. Of any of the rights or freedoms herein recognized and declared. And in particular, no law of Canada shall be construed or applied so as to A, authorize the effect or affect the arbitrary detention, imprisonment, or exile of any person, which means, guess what? You, they can't lock you up for breaking a mandate that goes against the Bill of Rights. They can't do that. B, impose or authorize the imposition of cruel and unusual treatment or punishment. They cannot beat you in the cell because you won't admit COVID's real. C, deprive a person who's been arrested or detained the right to be informed promptly of the reason for his arrest or detention, the right to retain or instruct counsel without delay, or the remedy by way of habeas corpus for the determination of the validity of his detention and for his release if the detention is not lawful. How many of these do you think they broke with Pastor Coates? D. Authorize the court, tribunal, commission, board, or other authority to compel a person to give evidence if he is denied counsel, protection against self-incrimination, self-crimination, my bad, or other constitutional safeguards. E. Deprive a person of the right to a fair hearing in accordance with the principles of fundamental justice for the determination of his rights and obligations. F. <laughs> deprive a person charged with a criminal offense of the right to be presumed innocent until proved guilty according to law in a fair and public hearing by an independent and impartial tribunal or of the right to reasonable bail without just cause, which means no doxing people, no slamming them on social media, guilty till proven innocent in the eyes of the public, in the eyes of social media, the, the outrage mob. You guys can go to hell. G, deprive a person of the rights to the assistance of an interpreter in any proceeding in which he is involved or in which he is a party or a witness before a court, commission, board, or a tribunal. Okay, that doesn't apply to this. But basically, yeah, folks, we have rights. Shocker. We have rights. Guess what? You can say no. Duties of Minister of Justice 3.1. Subject to subsection 2. The Minister of Justice shall, in accordance with such regulations as may be prescribed by the Governor and Council, examine every regulation transmitted to the Clerk of the Privy Council for registration pursuant to the Statutory Instruments Act and every bill introduced in or presented to the House of Commons by a Minister of the Crown in order to ascertain whether any of the provisions thereof are inconsistent with the purposes and provisions of this part, and he shall report any such inconsistency to the House of Commons as the first at the first convenient opportunity. Do you think they did that with this whole COVID nonsense and this stupid lockdowns and these mandates? Do you think they've done their job? Has the Minister of Justice done his job according to the Canadian Bill of Rights? I don't think so. Because if he did his job, this 15 days to spread the stop the curve or flatten the curve would have been over in 15 days. At most, maybe 20. It wouldn't have gone a year. So there's certain people not doing their job. And it's those people we have to hold their feet to the fire. Exception 2. A regulation need not to be examined in accordance with subsection 1. If prior is being made, it was examined as a proposed regulation in accordance with section 3. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. That's right. And part 2, 5. 
Nothing part one shall five one. Nothing in part one shall be construed to abrogate or abridge any human right or fundamental freedom not enumerated therein that may have existed in Canada at the commencement of this act. Again, that's very important. As of 1960, any stuff that came into place that takes away some of our rights, we can actually say no to it if it was not created by the Parliament of Canada. Literally, we could say no. Law of Canada, fine. The expression Law of Canada in Part 1 means an act of the Parliament of Canada enacted before or after the coming into force of this act any order, rule, or regulation thereunder, and any law enforced in Canada or in any part of Canada at the commencement of this act that is subject to be repeated, abolished, or altered by the Parliament of Canada. Jurisdiction of Parliament, number three, the provisions of Part 1 shall be construed as extending only to matters coming within the legislative authority of the Parliament of Canada. So, there's provincial rights, there's federal rights. If anything breaks federal rights, uh, the Canadian Bill of Rights, we can say no to it. Ergo, as well, sorry, added on top of that, not ergo, uh, Alberta Bill of Rights builds upon the Canadian Bill of Rights. And the, by the way, the Alberta Bill of Rights predates the Charter of Rights and Freedoms by two years, which means that the Alberta Bill of Rights has more authority than the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Notwithstanding clause be damned. Now, there's something really simple you have to understand, folks. These big tickets these cops are giving people, 3500 blah, 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 2500 1000 they're toilet paper. The authority that the cops are saying they have from the Health Act, from the Emergencies Act or this whatever, it doesn't override the Canadian rights and freedoms or the Alberta rights and freedoms. Okay, So literally, that's why these cases are being thrown out before they even go to court. These tickets are toilet paper. Seriously. I, I don't recommend you wipe with them, but that's what they're worth. And sadly, you know what else this means? The Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms is toilet paper. You don't need the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. All you need is the Canadian Bill of Rights and the Alberta Bill of Rights. You, you know that the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms is toilet paper because Pierre Trudeau had a hand in it. It's trash. Just like him, his legacy, and his son. Literally, folks, that is our dynamite. That's our stick of dynamite to get out of COVID jail. You need to do yourself a favor, download a copy of the Alberta Bill of Rights and the Canadian Bill of Rights, and use those as your weapons. Use that law put in place by our forefathers, who were much wiser than the leaders we have now. Much more honest. I'm not saying they were perfect. But they're much more honest and they actually cared about Canadians. How amazing would it be if our leaders actually cared about the citizens? That is the 13th episode of the Open Canuck Theist podcast. Go with God. Fight fair. Fight legal. Don't break the law. Don't let your anger lead you to do something silly. Ladies and gentlemen, everything we need is right here in these two acts. This COVID nonsense can end because God put it upon Jane Scharf to let us know this even exists. Why did our lawyers, why did it take a lawyer from Ottawa to let us know this? Why didn't the Alberta lawyers let us know this? So many questions, folks. Ah, oh, there's so much corruption. Go with God. Amen.